My name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and this is a podcast on journeys through breast cancer. It is also about those making a difference in the world of cancer, primarily breast cancer. My mission is to inspire hope, help one person every day. Consider it like a girlfriend's guide to breast cancer. It's where inspiration meets expectation, where reality meets dreams. Together with my guests, we will share Tina tips on getting through a cancer diagnosis and discussing the highs and lows and what life after cancer looks like. It's about the sisterhood of breast cancer and how sharing our stories and our individual actions can inspire change, can support others, and share light and love. This podcast is inspired by a shining light, my dear friend and pink sister, Sandy Clausen. She passed away in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer, and she never gave up fighting. Season two is dedicated to Jan Krause, a pink sister and friend to my mom and I. She passed away in April of 2019. She was a gentle, kind, and positive, loving woman. She was a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. I truly hope in my lifetime that our voices create research dollars to fight for a future with innovative treatments that can cure cancer. It is my hope that my goddaughters live in a world where pink ribbons are for prom and weddings, not for a horrible disease. And until that time, I will not stop. And to all my pink sisters out there, I am sending you my love, positivity, and holding your hand. Welcome to DJ Breast Cancer Season 2. everybody. It is DJ Breast Cancer, a.k.a. Tina Conrad, and I am here with a very special guest for Episode 3, Tamara Kelly. And I remember the first time that I saw Tamara speak. It was at a Francine's Friends um, fundraising event, and I was so moved and so inspired by her speech, and I'm so excited to have her here today. Um, She has so many talents, so she is a gospel singer. She's a spokesperson for the East Allen County Schools, and she's a breast cancer survivor, and she is not only surviving, but she's thriving. So Tamara, if you want to say hi and just a little bit about yourself today. Hello. How are you? I'm Tamara Kelly, as she said. Um, born and raised in Fort Wayne, attended Elmhurst High School, IU, um, I worked for the city of Fort Wayne and then United Way, so people may know me through there. And then now the public information officer for East Allen County Schools, married to a great guy and have two adult children. Um, my son, who works for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, and my daughter, who is a college basketball player for Central State University. Um, just living life, enjoying life. Uh, breast cancer woke me up on some things, and I just um, so elated to be able to share my story. 
Awesome. So I think you said three years survivor. Three years. Yes. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your diagnosis and you know the treatment plan and 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 how. How you found out that you had breast cancer? Well, every year, uh, Francine's Friends Mammography Unit is um, set around our school district at various buildings uh, for an entire month. Um, so um, the in January of 2016, um, it was at our central office building, which I am located, and I made an appointment um, weeks ahead for... Um, for me to get the uh, the um, mammography mammogram, and um, the truck was out there, and I remember vividly of the day being cold, kind of rainy, kind of sleety in January, and I, I was like, oh, I'm not going. Though the 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 unit was 50 yards from my door, I thought, oh, I'm not going out there. It's too cold. And then somebody says, you know, you have an appointment. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. I'll just wait till next year. But something inside of me kept saying, you gotta go, you gotta go. And so I got my coat on I went out there and I remember I forgot my driver's license and I thought oh, I forgot that they says I'll just bring it back tomorrow because we'll be at a, you know we'll be out here and so I got out there I was in that uh, unit for all of maybe 20 minutes um, and then the next day they called and said oh we kind of see something well I had a fake out before it was um, they had thought they saw something but they didn't that was years ago and I thought oh it's a fake out are you really well come on in let's have a Another mammogram, I did it. They called me a couple of days later and says, oh, we see something, let's do a biopsy. And so I told my husband, I said, you know, now they want to do a biopsy. So I went to the Breast Diagnostic Center and did the biopsy. And uh, maybe a week or so, two weeks later, um, the nurse called and said, the doctor wants to see you. And so all day I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what's this about? So I get there and the doctor says, um, how are you doing today? And I said, I don't know. And that was February 7th, I believe. And I said, I don't know. You tell me. She says, well, well, on your biopsy, we saw a small tumor. And she said, it is cancerous. And that's all I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, She just, I could see her talking, but I couldn't hear anything because I was just, I don't know. I don't know. I think I may have passed out. And my husband stood up. I remember that. And then he grabbed me. And then I started sobbing. And she came back in and she says, it's, it looks like it's pretty aggressive. It was a 1.5 when you were diagnosed. And um, in two weeks, it's 1.7. Mm-hmm. And so um, maybe, you know, we're, I'm going to send you to um, um, an oncologist and a radiologist and see what they think. And they will give you your, your plan. And so I did that. Um, and I had my first chemo session March the 29th or 28th somewhere in there and man I tell you that was a rough journey but <laughs> the red devil right yeah, yeah. I had two uh, uh, medications the first uh, four and then two and then one more at the end and the whole time um, I couldn't understand why I had to go through this because it really wasn't something that ran through my family. And I remember um, years ago, I got really, really hurt by some people. And they deceived me. They lied to me. And after I had my last child in 1998, I, I was uh, diagnosed with cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. And they said one in every four women my age, because I had her at age 35, they de- developed this this uh, heart condition 
And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I developed that long ago. And my cardiologist at that time had put me on several different medications trying to balance it. And so one time he called me and he goes, I don't know. I'm a good cardiologist and I've been doing this for a long time. Have you ever thought about um, looking at your spiritual heart? And I was like, what do you mean? Maybe do you have something going on about forgiving? Or are you holding something inside of you, your heart? Mm -hmm. And the whole time I knew he was right because I had been hurt. So I was like on the way home thinking, who does this guy think he is? He's just a cardiologist. He's not a therapist. He's not. So I'm arguing with myself knowing the whole time he was right. And so to fast forward, um, when I was on my fifth chemo, I laid in my bed, bald, you know, no eyelashes, no eyebrows. I was, I remember vividly, I was home alone that day and I looked up at my ceiling. I said, God, why? What's wrong? What do I need to do to get better? And he said, forgive. Hmm. It sounded like he was sitting on my bed. He said, forgive. You've been harboring this too long. Let it go. And I was like, I was looking around my room. I was thinking, is he right here? (laughs) And it sounded like he was right. The presence, his presence was there. And I just remember like when the police get a bank robbery, come out with your hands up. And so I was like, okay, God, I surrender. I'm sorry. Help me. And he said, I'm going to raise you up, heal you so you can help other women learn how to forgive. Oh, I love that. And I didn't get it then, but I get it now. I'm getting ready to launch my business called Live Free. And that's for me to go around to speak to um, women in particular because we we wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. And mom and, and wife and employee and friend and sister and daughter. And we wear a lot of hats. And... Um, We get hurt and we move on, but we still have a Band-Aid on that last cut. Mm -hmm. And it's time for us to just learn how to let things go and live free. And so since I've been um, telling the story, um, God has really opened doors for me to travel across um, the region so far, but I can see it being national uh, for me to go to tell people my story and then tell them that they need to let some things go to live a little longer. I love that. I mean, I too went through a total faith journey. So mm-hmm. I felt like I grew up, you know, with a strong faith and then, you know, got sidetracked. Um, you know, when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer the first time, you know, I think it pulled our family closer together. And then when it came back a second time, I was really angry and I was angry at God. And then, you know, when I was diagnosed, um, it, it t- definitely was a faith journey for me. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I too, like you had to let go. And there was times where, you know, the doctor said, we don't know if we got everything. We don't know if we're going to have clean margins. And, you know, it's obviously so scary, but it's like you have to just kind of let go. And that was, you know, I was really wound tight, type A, go-getter. And that surrender part was mm-hmm. like so important to mm-hmm. me, like in my journey and continues today. Um and then I was at, you know, church this weekend and it was just really interesting. I actually got, you know, one of those sermons where you get tears, you know, in your eyes because you just feel like you connect. And he was saying, like, Jesus doesn't want people who are in this. They're spectators. He doesn't want a spectator. Mm-hmm. He wants you out on the field playing. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really 
amazing analogy and just really made me think um so thank you for sharing like your faith and your journey um and and i just love what you're doing so tell me a little bit like is this a class is this like um how how will you connect with people and put them on this path it's um a journey talk uh i just want to tell my story for example i was at a large corporation a couple weeks ago talking business and I shared with um, that individual uh, my journey and I talked about um, living free and letting things go and she got a little teary eyed and and I looked at her and I said what's going on and she says I just told my husband I gotta let some stuff go I gotta I gotta forgive I gotta move forward and she said this is an impact would you be willing she said Tamara to, to come and talk to our board of trustees oh that's amazing to talk about your journey and then then through that she said um have you ever thought about speaking a session at tapestry and tapestry is a big thing a big women's day you know and I said I've never thought about it because it kind of cost a lot of money to be in tapestry and she goes I'll pay for it because people need to hear your story and people need to hear that they can make it they can live free and they can get rid of all that garbage on the inside because that's what it is and really um, when we have that kind of um, hurt and uh, unforgiveness is really blocking our blessings because forgiveness is really for you and not for the other person. Mm-hmm. And um, the Bible in Isaiah says, God said, um, forget your past because I have a greater thing for you now. And I believe God. And this is when I forgot the past, God has a greater thing for me. And that is to help other women learn, pull them up. I mean, you know, so many times we're our worst enemy. And women shoot each other down. I'm not saying all women, but I read a lot of stuff on Facebook and social media where women are just dogging other women out. That's not our job. Our job is to love each other and pull them up and meet them where they are. I love that. And actually, you stole one of my questions because I was going to ask you, and maybe that's not your favorite Bible verse, but I was going to ask you, what is your favorite Bible verse? Trust Um, in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Proverbs. I, I just, that is one of my favorites is to trust in the Lord. Because mm-hmm. going through breast cancer, you kind of, it's hard to trust. I had my kids and my husband, my family praying for me. And there was a time I couldn't pray for myself. And I remember a time my husband came and said, you have to eat. And I said, I can't. He says, you just eat a five bites for me. And my son kneeled down and says, Mom, you're going to make it. And my daughter would wrap me in blankets and say, God got you, Mom. That's when you need support. When you can't make it and do it yourself, that's what it's all about. People helping people. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I experienced such a sisterhood um, like through it. So whether it's, you know, through support groups or just, you know, meeting women and connecting with them and now meeting other podcasters. But um, it is so important. Like I it's such one of the beautiful things that I feel came out of breast cancer is just seeing that support and that sisterhood Mm -hmm. and just, um, you know, 
I, any one of my pink sisters, like you say you need something and they're there, you know, or you just connect and you can talk about things, you know, that no one else gets or understands mm-hmm. and like that support and through your family too, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and just having them there, um, you know, it, it's, and I always say too, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's a really long process and mm-hmm. you need a lot of people to help you through. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite <clears throat> Bible verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which I, spoke so much to me yeah. um, during my journey. But for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope in a future. In the future. And I love that. And yeah. and there were many times, too, in my you know journey that I felt like, am I being punished? Is this for things that, you know, sins that I did? And to hear that verse um, just made me feel like... Our, our God's not a punitive God. He no. loves us and he wants us to do um, his work. And, and I felt to me it was definitely a wake up call, you know. And Yeah, I, I think a wake up call. But I think sometimes God allows or permits things to happen to get our attention yes. because that gave that got my attention. And when it got my attention, then I'm doing the work even greater. Yes. I'm out in that field and I'm I'm introducing people to God and I'm telling them my God is a healer. I'm telling them that God brought me through this. I share my scars. I took the band-aid off of the scar so that it can heal and so I can be able to share it with somebody else. I love that. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, so it it changed for me. It went less about being a punishment and more about being an invitation. Mm-hmm. And and that's a beautiful way for me to like process my journey and like think about it, you know, with God. Um so I know, you know, you you mentioned to me a little bit about celebrating some of the milestones. So like we talked, you know, a little bit before this taping, but, you know, five years is on the horizon. But what do you do now, you know, whether it was when you were going through treatments or upcoming milestones, like how do you celebrate each of those? Well, when the doctor told me, you know, in the first year, you know, it's a very high rate of coming back and then. I did the second year, and he said it drops a little. Then I'm on the third year, and he showed me on a chart that it's dropped substantially. Um, I go to my church family, and I announce this stuff, and they cheer me on. And my husband says, yes, we're going to make it to the five years. You're going to make it, and I don't think it's ever going to come back, and I believe God with that. And so we just cheer, and, you know, we, we're a big family. We love to go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so we might go out to eat, and we just, you know, I tell my kids, I'm on my third year, and my son says, Yes, mom, I'm so happy you're, you there's a purpose for you and and my daughter is always so supportive and I'm just thinking um we don't do it big but my 5th year I'm doing it big. You go. Yes. <laughs> you have a party and you celebrate it up. I'm going to do it big. <laughs> <laughs> you have to for sure. Uh this probably segues a little bit into it um but what would you say your biggest fear is just overall? I think the greatest fear is it coming back. Um Though I know God spoke to me and said, I'll heal you and I'll raise you up so you can help others. Um, There's, you know, every pain. um, If I have a pain that's too constant in an area, I'm thinking, oh, Lord. Um, But that's when I start praying and say, nope. I'm not even going to think that way. Um, I, you know, I work out and one, one day, the next day after workout, I was, my hip was hurting and I told my husband, you know, I hate to think negative, but you don't think it's like a bone cancer. He goes, don't even think that. 
I think you probably worked out a little too hard. So it's it, it's it's always nice to have someone around you that's thinking positive when um, things in the back of your mind come and um, kind of jar you. And so it and I think the greatest fear is, you know, it coming back and having to go through that ugly chemotherapy. Mm. That's a, it's horrible for a person and but it it saves lives you know and I and, you know I was told it it kills everything good and bad but it's not it's not coming back yeah mm-hmm. I know that that too is one of my greatest fears yeah. and you know I've had people around me that have you know had a recurrence and and the more you get out there and find you know support and sisterhood you know the more you open yourself up for you know some things to happen mm-hmm. and you know, so it's always kind of there at the back of my mind. Um, this whole podcast is, you know, dedicated to one of my pink sisters that lost her battle with cancer. And so I think like those things always kind of make me, you know, just acute that it's like there, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to live your life and, and proceed forward. You yeah. know, I mean, you can't let it consume it. you, yeah. you know, and I always say like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have a bad day, but you just can't stay there. Yeah. Like you have to keep moving. Get up. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and and keep it moving. Yes, I, and I always tell my sister when you know we lost our brother, um, our oldest brother after, right after I got um, out of radiation, mm-hmm. and that was in uh, September of 2016, and he passed away in November. But he was a great man of faith and called me regularly a couple times a week to check on me. And um, sometimes my sister will call me and she'll she'll be crying and she'll say, oh, I miss him. So I said, get it together, get it together. He wouldn't want us to do this. Get it together. And so when I find myself uh, in my bedroom and I'm crying because I'm worried about a, a ache or a pain. And then I tell myself, get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta kind of talk to yourself. <laughs> you do sometimes off of the ledge, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Agree. Yes. It's it's uh, always a challenge, and I think you have to try to stay positive, yeah. you know, as much as you can. And if you find yourself where you're not staying positive, then talk to others or you know talk to your doctor too, yeah. because you know there's there's help that can happen too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I googled you a little bit and saw like um I mean you have some fun little facts in your in your yeah I never googled myself <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that you, ne- you never know what you can find <laughs> um but I saw that you have gospel singing I do and you were in basketball as well I so was. do you want to talk a little bit about your hobbies or what you enjoy doing even now then a little bit before <laughs> but I love all these little fun facts about you wow love basketball we are a big basketball family my brothers played i played and now i have a daughter who's in uh college playing college basketball and um I, when i watched her through middle school and high school she was way better than i was at the age i mean she's phenomenal and i we, you know we're basketball heaven in march and i'm i'm a, i'm borderline wanting to take off work during march madness <laughs> It's, it's so like I a holiday for my brother, days. so I, I understand. Yes, <laughs> those two days, I'm thinking, oh, I, I got vacation. I should just take it and watch <laughs> it all day. So instead, I don't, I don't know how many people are listening. So I just set my phone up while I'm working at work and yelling like, "Oh no!" You know, so um, people are looking, "What's wrong with Tamara?" Oh, nothing. I'm just watching March Madness. 
Yes. <laughs> so we're a big basketball family, but most importantly, we are a gospel family. Uh, our dad is a phenom- phenomenal pastor, uh, preacher, teacher, and he's a great psalmist. And so we got, uh, we're like chips off the old block, and we all sing. My daughter sings, my uh, brothers and sisters, my nieces, and we just all sing. I love that. Do you yeah. have a favorite song? Um, God has smiled on me. Oh, he has set me free. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> maybe I'll have to Google. Maybe I can find you singing that oh, somewhere. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have always asked all of my guests, what kind of Tina tip um, do you have? So, um, you know, whether it's people going through the cancer or they're just getting a diagnosis or they're in the heat of the battle and, you know, on their, you know, 10th chemo, you know, what kind of advice do you have for people who are, you know, battling breast cancer right now or, you know, maybe after cancer and trying to find out like who they are in this world too? The tip I would give them is don't give up. Don't give up. Um, You know, when you read things 25, 30 years ago, uh, what we went through, excuse me, what we have gone through we may have had to have a double mastectomy. Um, I had a lumpectomy, and um, they just took they took the lump out. Medicine is so different now. Uh, your diagnosis is not a uh, end of life. It's not uh, a death notice. Um, my tip is, it's uh, your scars that will that will come from this are scars of survival. You can make it. Um, there were times when, um, because I am African-American, um, the chemo turned my lighter part of my hand the same color as my darker part of my hand, so both sides were really dark. And I remember on my fifth treatment of chemo, I asked the doctor, and I said, are my hands going to stay like this? And she said, because you are have darker pigmentation, it could and so I just lost all my cool cards. Who wants to go around with both sides of your hands this dark? And I thought, what? So I kind of lost a little faith. And then that was that was meeting with the doctor before chemo. And I went back in the lobby for them to call me back for chemo. And my brother was sitting there, my mom and my husband. And I went out crying. I'll never forget. And they said, what's wrong? And I said, mom, they said my hands are going to stay this color. And she is a soft-spoken woman. And she tapped me and rubbed my leg. She said, trust God. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I got to trust God. So I wiped my face and I got it together. Because sometimes you lose a little hope, you lose a little faith, but you got to keep reminding yourself to trust God. He's going to see you through the process. He will, in uh, 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, it says that he'll rescue you again and again and again. Apostle Paul went through a lot of stuff. He he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he was battered, uh, but he kept rescuing him and that's how do he'll do us he'll rescue us again and again so don't give up that's my tina tip don't give up times are going to be hard sometimes there are times you're not going to feel like getting out of bed but hang on to your faith and don't give up oh that's so beautiful (laughs) i love that is there anything else you want to share today or any other you know stories that you know from 
life after cancer or, you know, going through cancer that you want to share with the listeners? Just um, going through, and I get a little emotional, meeting women like you who give me hope still. I, I, I follow you on Facebook and I see how you post and you're taking pictures and you're smiling. And I thought, that's what it's all about. That helps me when I see another survivor enjoying life. Even if I get another pain, I can open my Facebook and, and search friends that I know or people that I know who are survivors. And I say, look at what they're doing today. They're having ice cream. Let me get up. And yes, I do post pictures with ice cream. I I do. I think that's why I said that. (laughs) And so I thought, what we need each other. I don't care what color you are, what your background is, what walks of life you're on. We need each other. And there's a song that says, I need you, you need me. We're all a part of God's body. It's in his will that we will love each other. I need you to survive. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you so much thank for being you. here. It, it's truly been a blessing to thank have you, you on my show. I just knew when I saw you speak at that one time, I was like, I got to have Tamara on my show. <laughs> oh, I just you. knew it. Um, you know, and I'm branching out and having guests in different organizations and Francine Friends is actually coming up next too. Wow. So I think it's kind of coming full circle with, you know, um, an organization that helped you in your journey. Oh um, man, lifesaver. And, you know, being out at Parkview Regional Medical Center, um, I'm telling you, they put the care in healthcare um, because when the valet knew me by name and said, "Welcome back, Mrs. Kelly," and "Have a good day," and then when I would leave after chemo, he would say, "See you the next time. I hope you feel better this week." Oh, that's that so means nice. a lot. Yes, that means a lot that people know you by name and they actually care. It's not just your doctor uh, or your nurse. People care. Um, through it all and I just I'm just so elated and like I said I, my business is starting uh, to ramp up and and if you need me to come speak to your group women's group convention women's uh, ministry and not just women men need to learn how to live free too so if you need me call me find me on Facebook Yes. So if you would, um, and if you want to spell your name, because it's a little bit unique spelling, yes, but is. yes, I would encourage people to find you on Facebook. Tamara, T-A-M-Y-R-A Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. Look me up on Facebook. I promise you I'll get back with me with you. Inbox me if you need me to come and we'll discuss it and I'll get there because I have a story to tell to help you and other people. Thank you so Thank much. You. Have Thank a blessed you. day. Thank you. I want to give a special thanks to Nicholas Lay for producing my podcast, DJ Breast Cancer. And a shout out to Whirligig Photography for their amazing content for my website. And the band Roustabout for sharing their song with me, Pariah. A special thanks goes out to all of you listeners. Please leave a review on iTunes and let me know any feedback or any future stories. More information can be found on my website, www.djbreastcancer.org.